This is Adrena Thorpe, and you're listening to the Life Spring Podcast with Steve Webb. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Life Spring. I'm Steve Webb, your host. Uh, this show's for you if you're wondering about God, or if you're curious about Jesus, or if you're just looking for hope. And if you already know Jesus is the one you rely on, you've found a place to kick off your shoes and relax a little bit, too. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Life Spring is about answering that question, and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? Well, you'll find music. You're going to find a great conversation today. And you're going to find reasons to believe as we hit you right between the ears with the message of hope, love, and good news. Well, I've got to tell you that I am very, very thrilled right now to have Adrena Thorpe with me in the studio live. Of course, the studio right now is my uh, uh, dining area in my home today. We're going to talk with, Adri- with Adrena in just a minute, but before I bring her in... I've got a couple of bits of news that I have to go on, uh, go over with with you real quick. Well, let's see. The first, the feedback that I've been getting on the Marriage Miniseries has been absolutely fantastic. Here's just one email that I got from a fellow by the name of Guillaume in the Netherlands. He says, hi, Steve, how are you? I'm running a little uh, bit behind on the podcast, so I just listened to number 60. Oh, I forgot to tell you, you're listening to Lifespring number 62 right now. Anyway, Guillaume continues. He says, In it you say that it is worse to lose someone through divorce than through death. He said, You're probably right. I regularly um, read Christianity Today, uh, which has a lot of very interesting articles about marriage. In one of those articles, they state that couples that did stay together through through strife, um, that all of them had a great marriage five years later, usually much better than it ever was. Maybe this knowledge can help A lot of people who are uh, having a difficult time. And he says, God bless Guillaume. Well, I have to thank you, Guillaume, for that. And I'm sure that that's probably true. So if you're listening right now and you're really struggling with your marriage, let me encourage you again to not give up on it. And full disclosure, I have to tell you, Guillaume is married to one of my brother-in-law's daughters. So I guess he's a nephew of sorts. Guillaume, please tell uh, Shanae that I said hi, okay? Give her a hug for me. All right, now since Adrena is here today, if it's okay with you, we're going to take a little break from the mini-series, and we'll get back to that next week, okay? One more bit of news is this, too. Since Christmas is drawing near, I'd like to uh, promote uh, our listener James Cooper's website. Uh, He's in England, and he's got a website called whychristmas.com. Go on over there. It's full of fun stuff about uh, why we have Christmas and uh, some of the different traditions around the world. So check it out, whychristmas.com. And lastly, this is my monthly mention to you about Podcast Alley. Uh, If you'd like to help me get the word out about LifeSpring, a good thing to do is just go to the LifeSpring show notes page at LifeSpringPodcast.com. And on the upper left side of the page, there's an easy link for you to click on to cast your vote for the show. really helps us to stay more visible for people who are looking for good content to find. And, um, of course, we're trying to bring the the good message of uh, love, hope, and good news. And uh, it really helps to have a good visibility there at podcast alley so throw a vote our way if you would please all right now without further ado 
I first heard Adrena's music as I was looking for something to go along with a forgiveness show, number 51. You remember that one? I found Sorry over at the, Podca- uh, the Podsafe Music Network, and that was back in September. I thought, oh, man, this girl has a fantastic voice. I like the message of Sorry, and so uh, we played Sorry on the forgiveness show. Like I said, that was back in September. Then a couple of weeks ago, for number 60, as I was looking for a song for the Marriage Miniseries, I found Did You Think? And I have to tell you, really, Adrena, that song brought tears to my eyes. Oh, that's awesome. That was such a beautiful song. Thanks. And it's amazing. I don't know how old you are. You look like you're like 12 years old. (laughs) And that's not an insult. You're very young. And for you to come up with the kind of lyrics that are in that song... I think you're wise beyond your years. I have to credit it to my husband. <laughs> yeah. And husband Mike is sitting me. here too. He, he inspired you? Well, yeah. that's that's a good thing. Um, and so it was perfect for the show then. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, I, I found uh, Adrena over at the, uh, the Podsafe Music Network. Um, now, I went then to Adrena's website, adrenathorpe.com, and I looked at the information on her over there. And on her website, she has a calendar of her gigs. And I saw that most of her gigs were here close to my home. Um, she does some, um, some gigs over at a coffee shop here in Riverside. And then I saw that she also did some things in, in Redlands. And I figured she must live either in Riverside or Redlands. So I emailed her. And uh, long story short, here she is. Uh, in the studios of the LifeSpring Podcast. Yay! And so welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here too. Thank you so much for having me. Well, as um, a lot of my listeners know that uh, my youngest son is Timothy. And uh, Timothy was saying today, uh, asking me, is Adrena a Christian? And I says, I don't really know. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your spiritual, um, where you're at spiritually. Well, um, I've been a Christian my whole life. Oh, not enough of it that it seems like my whole life. I became a Christian when I was six years old, or maybe even younger than that. And I always felt really close to God as a kid growing up. Um, I had some tough times growing up. Sure. Didn't always make friends easily, was kind of shy. And so God was always there for me when I was going through trouble. And so no dramatic story of conversion, but... Yeah, I've been a Christian my whole life. Isn't it funny how shy people often end up performing in front of people? Yeah, I know. Seriously. It's true. It is true. It's almost like you just have so much you want to express that you just can only, I don't know, maybe it's just a certain type of intuitive personality or something. Yeah. Now, I was reading on your website that you wrote your first song at the age of like seven or something. Yeah, actually, I was six and a half when I wrote it, and it was about a little girl named Nicole who left her school without saying goodbye. And oddly enough, her dad was a Christian recording artist. And I had spent the time, spent the night at his house one time and seen his cool studio. Uh Um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but anyway. I was going to ask you his name, but I won't ask now. I don't want to embarrass you. (laughs) Well, if it comes to mind, I'll I'll mention it. Okay. All right. Is he, was he? Oh, he did that song. When God ran. Then he ran to me, took me in his arms. Oh, oh well. Anyway, okay. I, I'm sorry. if somebody, one of your listeners wants to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, Steve.Livespring at gmail.com. Let us know who that was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So you, you think maybe you got the bug then? Is that what it was? Um, I don't know. I mean, um, I'd been playing the piano since I was four. And um, 
I used to just walk around at school and make up songs or sing things. So I don't know if I got the bug from him, but it definitely put the idea in my head that that was something cool and exciting because we kind of snuck into his recording studio and we weren't really supposed to be there, I don't think. So <laughs> it was definitely like, ooh, cool. <laughs> How fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> so um, you wrote your first song then, and it was about her leaving. Mm-hmm. And um, do you sing that for us at I all? Do don't you remember, remember it. In my memory, it was the coolest song because it made me cry. I was yeah. driving home. Well, I wasn't driving. My parents were driving, and right. it was raining, and I was just looking out the window, and I saw rain falling and lights, and, you know, I, I just brought myself to tears crying about, Nicole, why did you leave? And yeah. <laughs> it was probably a really lame song, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't to you. It was good at that time. <laughs> it got you started. Yeah, exactly. All right, now the CD that you have out now, this is your first CD. Mm-hmm. How old, when did you start writing those songs? I started writing those songs about anywhere from, one song was written the weekend before the album came out. Wow. Um, and the other, another song, the oldest one, I think was written maybe about 2001. Okay. So they ranged from 2001 to 2004 All when right. I wrote the songs. Okay. And then how did you decide what songs to put on? the CD. Oh, that was hard. Um, I made this big list of all the songs I had and I recorded really quick scratch versions of all of them and gave them to all my friends and asked them to rate them all. Uh And they all came back with their ratings and certain ones really stood out as favorites more than others. And then I sat down with my husband and we just hashed it out and, you know, okay, well, these ones tied. Well, I like that one better. Okay. Well, that one's next. And, you know, so that's how we decided. But I did try to include the input of other people because for me, it's really hard to decide. I like all my songs. So do you have a favorite on this? On this CD? No, I, I don't have a favorite per se. I like sorry a lot and I like round the bend a lot. Uh Um, so those would probably be, I mean, I like correction too. So (laughs) I think it's probably a little bit like saying to to me, a dad, which one of your yeah. kids is your favorite kid? Do you have a favorite kid? Well, I like that one because he's cool in that way, and I like that one because he's cool in that way, and, you know, right. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, there's no way that I could say. Are are the songs that you do, are they biographical, autobiographical, about your own life, or what's your inspiration? Um, a lot of them are very autobiographical. I use the songs. I don't know. I just can't write about something unless I really feel it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I've chosen to write about other friends and things that they've told me about their lives. Right. Um, like More Than 17 was written about a friend and Wistful was written about a friend. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, and then sometimes you just kind of get carried away with, well, let's take this idea further because this really isn't my life, but let's see what would happen if we uh-huh. shape this a little bit. Okay. So I do some of that sometimes too because it's just fun. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most part, they are how I feel and what I've gone through. And Okay. Yeah. More than 17, I, I listened to for the first time today. Oh, okay. And um, I have a brother-in-law who has two daughters. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, how old is Stacy? She's about 23 right now, isn't she? And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, Steve has got to hear this one. <laughs> he cries easy anyway. And so that one for sure, that's going to make it's him gonna cry. It's going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So we're going to put that on, on uh, this show so that people can hear that one. Oh, great. Because Steve listens to the podcast. So. Oh, hi, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to like that. She carries on her 
one of the lines in, did you think, the line that really grabbed me was, I think it's in the first verse about um, you would stay even if it hurt to breathe or something like that. Mm-hmm. What a line. Where did you come up with that? Um, I Well, it kind of came from the metaphor, actually, because I was just, you know, thinking about, did you think that my love was so weak that I'd just swim away if you'd sink? Yeah. Part of it, but some a lot of the lines sort of come subconsciously too, because I found myself singing that, and then afterwards I thought, oh wait, that makes sense because if you sink, if the person sank, and if you're still loving them, it'd be hard to breathe because yeah. they sank and you're with them still. Right. Right. So, but your, you know, your love is what's going to carry them out of that sinking point in their life. Yeah, that's a so. great song. Oh man, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I told my wife, Leanne, I said, you know, I, I found this artist. You're not going to believe it. You have to listen to this song. And she was busy and running around here. And I said, no, you need to sit down and listen to this song. Aww. And halfway through, crying and everything else. So uh, you, you have a gift when it comes to writing songs. <laughs> that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. So how long have you and Mike been married? We've been married for three years now, a little over three years. Uh-huh. And where did you meet? How did you meet? We got set up by somebody at our church. Oh. And um, he had tried to set me up once before and it had been a grand failure. And so I (laughs) just kept saying no for about a month. No, John. No, I really. No, John. It's fine. Really. John and Sakura, they're friends of both of ours. Uh And then finally, I'm like, okay, fine. Just to hang out with you guys, I'll do it. And then I really liked him. Uh So So it all worked out. So how long did you date? We dated for um, a year and a half. Oh, dated? No, it was more than that. I'm so bad with this. He says dated six months, engaged for nine. I think we dated for longer than that. But okay. <laughs> it just seemed longer. Uh oh, that's I don't not know. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? What was it? May to January. May to January. Okay, somebody else can do the math. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so you grew up in Southern California? Yeah, I grew up in Huntington Beach. My parents still live there. Okay. Um, went to college in Santa Barbara. Pretty much a California girl. Don't uh-huh. look like one, but <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, very dark features. Yeah, not uh-huh. the blondie surf girl. Not I don't really surf. I tried it once when I was visiting Hawaii with the little one foot waves. Uh-huh. And it was fun, <laughs> right? It's hard to surf on one foot waves. Though, I have to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I found my, I found myself standing, and the board wasn't moving, mm-hmm. and I just kind of looked around like, "What now?" But it was really fun. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> where was that Waikiki? Or? Um, it was in. Um, Kauai. 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 Yeah. I love Kauai. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So have you just been there the one time? Yeah, just once. Okay. Did you only do Kauai? Actually, you know what? It was Maui. I take it back. Maui, okay. <laughs> yeah. I like and Maui I've, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've only been there once. Yeah, right. and we were there for two weeks. It was right. really nice. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Me and my mom, my sisters. Uh-huh. It was a good time. Um, the lovely lady Leanne and I did our honeymoon on Maui. Oh, so, great. And then we just recently got back from Hawaii with the boys. The first time they'd been to Maui, we did Oahu several years ago. Oh, sweet. Hawaii's it's a nice, relaxing place. It sure is. Yeah. Get away from everything. Adrena, what do you do in your uh, day job? Do you have a day job in your real life? No. Really? I do music. Wow. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. I'm really blessed to you be are able blessed. to yeah. do that. Very good. Now, uh, I... I read on MySpace today, you put out a bulletin with some very good news. Tell us about that. Well, um, for some reason, over the weekend, I ended up finding myself, they have this ranking for artists, depending on how many plays you've gotten and how many times people have looked at your page. 
And somehow I ended up as the number one artist in the down tempo category and the number 14 artist out of all the categories out of, they have like 300,000 different artists on that site. And, um, I have no idea how that happened other than God, because, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, as an independent artist, it can be really stressful trying to figure out how can I sell my album so I can record more songs. And I found myself getting a little bit consumed with promotion Yes, and I felt like God was telling me for a really long time, let go. Uh And I just couldn't every day. I just couldn't. And finally over the weekend, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to log on. Uh I'm not going to send anybody a comment. And I felt like it'd be okay to look back Sunday evening. Uh You know, it's always good to take rest on Sunday. I firmly believe in, but, um, Anyway, I went to check Sunday evening after, and I just peeked, and I had 1,400 plays, <laughs> and I had had about 3,000 the day before, wow. and I just looked, and there were 400 friend requests, and I could only attribute it to God, because I had only made maybe 20 comments to people, and uh, that's never, ever happened. The most I've ever had was 300 plays. Isn't that wonderful? So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on? This is crazy. Well, that's great. So... You know, yes, God did it. But I think that I must have had something to do with it, too, because I just got a, a MySpace account like three days ago. Mm-hmm. And I put you up there, you know, right away as, as a friend. You, you know, I, I sent a, a request and you're on the, you know, my top eight there. Oh, sweet. And Thanks. your your song, one of your songs is is on, you know, my um, account page, whatever they call that. I'm so new at it. I don't know, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> so I think that's what it must have been. It's all Steve. you. Yeah, yeah. It's all you. How many friends do you have now? Uh, 40 or 50. 40? That, they must See, have played me nonstop. It. That's right. I yeah. think that, that must have been it. So. <laughs> Thank you for your tireless support. <laughs> <laughs> no, MySpace is a pretty cool thing to uh, network and, and get known, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've met so many great people and I've had people come to my shows just based off of that. And is that right? Yeah. And uh, I've met a lot of industry people. You don't even have to go to the parties. You know, they just find you. So Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I found that having, you know, mine out there in just a short amount of time, people that I've never heard of are coming and, you know, want to be a friend and stuff like that. That's so awesome. It's very cool. It's fun. Very cool. Who needs a stinking record company? That's right. We don't need no stinking R-I-A-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come to recording your very first CD? What, um, what, what was that process like? Um, do you mean, how did I decide to do it? Yeah. I mean, it's a risk to do something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. How did you come to that point where you said, okay, Mike, we need to do this? (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) it was hard. Took a lot of, (laughs) a couple years of timidity and not really being aware of what I needed to do. I kept kind of thinking that someone would just discover me without me doing anything. And just, you know, I have songs, I'll play a show in LA and you know, some record companies got to sign me. Right. Um, and I was taking a songwriting class and I was writing a lot of songs at that point. And at the very end of the class, another very good writer named Ross happened to say to our teacher, what about Adrena? And it was his saying that that made my instructor end up calling me a week later and saying, Adrena, you need to make an album. You really need to make an album. I don't know if it's going to be with me producing you or you use somebody else. You just need to make an album. Wow. And um, I... I needed that encouragement. And so I ended up making the album with him and with another co-producer. His Mm. name was Phil Swan. Okay. And the other producer was Dave Bassett. And I chose them because Dave Bassett has worked with Lisa Loeb and Evan and Jaren and a bunch of big names. And Phil was also connected, having been a writer for Leanne Womack and some DreamWorks 
um, he's a DreamWorks writer. So anyway, um, it was tough because at that time we were thinking of buying a house and we decided to do the album instead. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but it's been a great ride and I'm really glad that I did it. And the only problem is, is that it's just so addicting once you've recorded your songs, you just want to keep recording more Mm -hmm. because as a writer, you keep writing and it's just like somebody, you know, buy my album because I want to fund my habit and put out more songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a happy habit. Well, so. I, I would second that. Buy Adrena's album. As a matter of fact, you're having a sale going on right now. I am until December 13th oh. on my website. Yeah. Right. Adrenathorpe.com. $10 for an album until December 13th. Signed. <laughs> Signed. Wow. Yeah. What if you get like 5,000 requests for signed CDs? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you could have writer's cramp. There you go. I'm going to have to hire a helper. <laughs> that would be a good problem to have, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Well, no, I would definitely. I mean, I think everybody should buy three or four copies at least for each person they know. Just put them in all the uh, the, the the stockings and everything else, the Christmas stockings. What a perfect gift. It's original. <laughs> it is original. That's right. That's true. So do you ever have writer's cramp? Um, Where you just can't come up with something? Oh, um, well, I never really sit down and try to write. I just wait and the songs come to me. Wow. So, um, but what I do get is finishers cramp because I've got about 20 songs right now that I am in love with. I just, I'm so excited about them. I play them all the time and I'm just singing random lyrics that don't make sense for the second verses or I don't know the order that they're going to take yet. And, and it's, I don't know, it might just be in that essence, I get writer's cramp because I'll sit down to try to think about it and it just won't come. And it's almost like you have to let it be subconscious and just keep playing the songs till the ideas come. Right. You have to trick yourself. You either by writing a whole bunch of ideas at stream of consciousness until you find things that work. Uh-huh. It's weird because your mind can really um, self edit yourself to the point where you don't let anything come out. Yes. So um, yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping that I can get past that finisher's cramp for the, you know, those songs so I can record them. Now, do you ever have songs that just come to you completed? Oh yeah. Actually, sorry. Um, I did that in about 30 minutes, more than 17. Same way. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I jumped again. Saw something coming and I blamed you for everything. Sorry I pushed you away Forgot all the good things And said everything was broken and done Sorry
<laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And it's kind of funny because when I first recorded Sorry, I, my husband came home for lunch and I said, you know, let me play this song. I think it's kind of lame. I said, same thing with Did You Think, actually. I was really? like, you know, I think this is kind of cheesy, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a good sounding board. Yeah, he listens to him. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So You're, You have a, a great gig to be able to do that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. That's, that's great. That's Serenaded great. at lunchtime. <laughs> really? I can see, I can see, you know, you've got a great life. Yes. Yeah, definitely. no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get sung to by Adrena Thorpe. <laughs> All right, you said your, uh, your maiden name was Griffin. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I like Adrena Thorpe. It just works. It's, it's got a, it's got it's, a ring it's to like it. It's like a period, Adrena Thorpe. There you go. Adrena is such a unique name. I mean, you could do a share type thing and just go by Adrena. I'm Armenian too. That's the look. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what is that look. Yeah, I know. If I suck in my cheeks, I'll look just like her. Yeah, so, okay. Now, Griffin is not an Armenian name, though. No, um, my birth father father passed away, and he was Armenian, and then my mom remarried. Okay. So my official last name, although they changed it, was Memleketian, so it was then it became Memli. So I've had a... I've had a whole host of names. I've never really connected to them. Okay. <laughs> but um, my first name is kind of cool because it means brave. And then my middle name means star. So wow. brave star. Very good. Yeah. So what is your middle name? Esther. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Adrena, Esther. And what was it? Mem- mem- Memly. Memly. Thorpe. Memly Griffin Thorpe. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the Armenian. Oh, Memleketian. Memleketian. Okay. Because yeah. you have to have the I-A-N at the end. Otherwise, I it's know. not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I used to work with a guy who was Armenian, and uh, his name was, uh, I don't know what his real first name was, but his last name was Andronagian, and mm. so everybody always just called him Andy, and his, yeah. so everybody, he was Andy Andronagian, <laughs> but uh, now that was many, many lifetimes ago. I used to drive ambulance, and he was an ambulance driver oh, wow. with me, so anyway, no, the Armenian people have quite a, quite a history. Yeah, they do. I mean, they were persecuted and killed off just like the Jews. They had their Holocaust. Yes, so. yeah. Yeah, quite a history. So what church do you go to? I go to Evangelical Free Church in Huntington Beach. Wow, you live all the way out in Redlands <laughs> and you do EV Free in I have, Huntington? Yes, we have not found a church to that we really connected with yet in the Redlands area. Okay. And we have a lot of family down there and we're always driving down. For, there were a lot of weddings for a while, so we were always there. And okay. then we just kind of got in the habit of going down and visiting family on the weekends. And so we've been going there. Okay. So. Well, if you ever don't want to make the drive all the way down to Huntington Beach, stop off at my church, Life Spring. I think that's a good idea. Riverside. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Um, it's a relatively small church, maybe 150, 200 people on a mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, the God's Spirit is there. There's um, Love is there. Um, when I first started going there, I was, um, I was divorced. And um, I was dating Leanne. She's been going to there since she was a little girl. Oh, wow. And I was really damaged in my heart, you know. I had a lot of, a lot of hurt. Yeah. And um, I didn't feel particularly close to God at the time. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be with Leanne, so I went to church with her. Awesome. And uh, I went for a couple of months, and the worship experience there is, is just awesome. Mm, and cool. uh, one morning um, during worship, People were standing and, and raising their hands, and uh, I'm Baptist background. You know, Baptists don't raise their oh, hands. Oh, I know. It's like, what's this? Yeah, I know, exactly. I feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I really felt God's spirit there, and I said, Lord, if, if this is real, and I knew in my heart it was, but I was hurt so bad mm-hmm. that, you know, if this is real, 
make it real to my heart now. And uh, from that point on, I mean, the healing took place, and it, it was just, just marvelous. And so I've been there ever since. And it's been almost 20 years I've been out at that church. Oh, wow, that's so, awesome. Uh, I've got some good people, and I um, encourage you to come. But I don't want to, I'm not trying to take you away from your, your family in Huntington. Okay. But okay. Uh, Whenever we stay here for the weekend, we have a place to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we know somebody now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll talk about that after the podcast. But I think um, what, one more question. We're running a little bit long, but one more question. If you had a friend mm-hmm. that uh, didn't know Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and you knew that you were going to be the only person they were going to get a chance to hear about Jesus from, mm-hmm. what would you say to that person? I would say, oh gosh, first of all, I'd feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one. Please let me say the right thing. Right. And, then, <laughs> and then I would, I would probably want to say to them, um, you know, I, I don't mean to judge you in any way, but I really would like for you to consider um, Jesus. And I know you may have heard or read silly things about him in the media because they don't like him. And um, I just want you to understand that there really is only one way to get to heaven, but it's so easy. All you have to do is accept him into your life and let him take you and all the broken pieces that you have and make them whole. And if you're not feeling broken and you feel like everything's great, you really need to know that everything isn't as great as it seems. And, um, you are lacking even though you don't know it. And there's, um, there is eternity and you could spend it in heaven or not in heaven. And, um, I really hope that I see you there when I get to heaven. And I just encourage you to read the Bible and ask God to make himself real to you because um, he is real and he's more than you could understand, but he'll help you to understand enough and just encourage you to look into, ask, seek the truth, look for the truth, question away, and um, just please be open to it. Hmm. So very good. I think that's what I'd like to say. I don't know if I'd quite have the courage to, but hey, I said it now. Yeah, you said it now. It's out there. (laughs) It's out there. Yeah. yeah. And questioning is not bad. You know, people mm-hmm. think that, that, you know, Christians aren't, you know, uh, willing to answer questions or, or that, you know, God is, is going to get defensive or something if you question him. But mm-hmm. He's a big God and he can take questions and, and there are answers for every question that's out there. So, yeah, um, that was well, well said. Well put, Adrena. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to, I'm going to, first of all, say thank you so much for coming by today. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's really been fun. It has been a pleasure and I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Now, okay. Have some fun stuff. I always have something fun to to share at the very end of a podcast. Now, before I do that, I have to do, there we go. A study in the Washington Post says that women have better verbal skills than men. I just want to say to the authors of that study, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Just a reminder that I love to get an email from you. Send your comments or suggestions or thoughts to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or phone in a message to 206-350-CALL. Your message will then be dropped right into my email and, uh, and I'll be able to listen to it then. Da, 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 da. See the verbal <laughs> skills. There we go again. Anyway, it couldn't be easier. 
Uh, do me a favor and pin yourself on the LifeSpring Podcast family frapper map. Go by the uh, show notes page, and there's a link there, lifespringpodcast.com. I'd like to see how many people we can get pinned on the map. And uh, let's see. Uh, I've got some one-click subscription buttons up there for you, too. Uh, iTunes or Odeo or some other places as well. So check that out. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Adrena Thorpe as much as I have. That's for sure. Um, don't forget to drop by her website, adrenathorpe.com. Load up on CDs. Uh, you can't, $10 for a CD, that is such a killer deal. It's beautiful music. I've been listening to it ever since I, I found her, and uh, it, it just gets better all the time, no doubt. I'm not getting tired of this music at all. It's beautiful stuff. So great stocking stuffers. Uh, let's see. We'll be back on the marriage uh, seminar or uh, mini series next week. Uh, drop me a line and let me know if there are particular areas you'd like me to cover. And um, if you ask me something that's over my head, I'll even bring my brother-in-law, Steve, in. He's one of the pastors at the church, and he has a master's in counseling. He's been counseling for a long time. So uh, don't be afraid. Uh, you're not going to stump this. Well, you may stump this, Steve, but you won't stump that Steve. There's a lot of Steves at my church. <laughs> my son over there, he's uh, Stephen as well. So and then we have Steve Gray. As a matter of fact, Steve Gray is one that sent in the uh, the funny th- today. So we've just you know got all kinds of Steves on the show today. <laughs> Till then, remember that Jesus said, "Who do you say that I am?" Life Spring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. And this has been an In Touch Productions podcast. See you next time.